Till Death Do Us Part A story by Princess Ode The weather was exactly as it is now, the day I met you. It was a cloudy day, and all I wanted to do was snuggle at home with a soft pair of colourful socks, a duvet, and a good Netflix movie. But no, I'm out here because my heart just couldn't tell the one person who's like a sibling to me, no. The first day I met him, there was something beguiling about him. Sort of like a pool that just drags you into its very depth. I saw him and immediately wanted to know all his secrets. This isn't exactly new to me, seeing how curious I am. But the urge was more than I had ever encountered, and I felt as though I was fighting a losing battle. He was dark, with a chin that could make Poseidon jealous, and a beard that would cause Zeus to stare lustfully. His body, from what I could see through his well-tailored native, covered a well-sculpted head body that would give Ares a run for his money. When he strolled into the room, he was with Ni, my childhood friend, who's in Minyashao. And you know what they say about birds of a feather. Anyways, back to the gist I was giving you. He strolled in with Ni, laughing at what Ni had said. Boy, was his smile pretty. You probably say a man's smile cannot be pretty, but trust me, this is. Well, they strolled in and went straight for the bar. My mind temporarily left him as Ife came to download her latest conquest to me. I didn't quite catch a glimpse of him to the end of the party when I decided to take my leave. I was headed straight to the door when I heard my name. Jess! Knee screams like the foolish person that he is. I turned back in response to him. Adeni Adenuka. Why do they shout my name like Sina you born me? This girl. You know they fear your seniors, Abi. Even calling my full government name. Knee said with a smirk on his face. 30 plus people and their nonsense seniority. I beg shift, I quipped. Well, even though you don't have sense, I want to introduce you to someone. He just moved to the booge and needs an interior designer. I told him that I had just the person for the job. He continued as though I hadn't just spoken. At this, all I can think is, God, please. Please don't let it be my mystery man. That would mean I couldn't even get a one-night situation with him since I have the unbreakable rule of not getting involved with clients, ever, after what happened the last time. Next, I felt a presence behind him and I saw Nii's eye glance upwards. I had no time to pull myself together before he said, Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Everyone calls me Jeff. You must be the fabulous designer this one wouldn't keep shut about. It's a pleasure to meet you. He stretches his hand forward as he speaks. What in the world? People still have these kinds of voices? And damn, he's definitely taller than I thought. Lost in lustful thoughts, I only realized that my stupid lips hadn't responded when I saw Nii staring at me with questions in his eyes. Hi, Jeffrey. The pleasure is all mine. And she knew that our friend Nii doesn't lie. Was that a glint of approval I just saw in his eyes? I like a confident girl. Don't you, sweetness? Shit, yes, you're in yes, so you're much so trouble. Much trouble.
Three weeks later, three long and uncomfortable weeks later, I can finally say, home sweet home. Spending the last 20 days, three hours and 102 seconds in Lagos, Nigeria has felt like a recurrent nightmare. But I have to make money. After all, I decided to do the independent woman, making my own money thing. Else, I would be seated on the 32nd floor of daddy's company, signing papers and reviewing documents while making cool cash without all of this stress. As I step out of the aeroplane, still on the stairs, I pause and take a deep breath in and out. <sighs> yes, this is a sane environment. I stand there, just taking it all in while considering going straight to the spa from the airport when this rude Lagosian intrudes my thoughts. Auntie, come out for road now. People they rush are big. You just hear they look. How uncouth. I picked the 24C seats to ensure that I was among the last people to step out of the plane. There is something fulfilling about watching people, but trust the Lekushan to be in a hurry over nothing because of what? Other people? The pilot? Or air hostesses? I shake my head ruefully, determined not to let anything or anyone affect my giddy mood because baby girl is back to the booge. Landed. We're celebrating this night, right? That wasn't a question. You're coming out. Yes, I'm back and I need a break. XOXO. I can always trust my girl affair for a fun time. It has been a long 10 minutes and affair is still 5 minutes out. I have no idea why I believe that she had left her house in the first place. I have no one to blame but myself. She knows how much I hate wearing anything that isn't boots and now not only am I putting on these absolutely ridiculous high stilettos, but I'm also putting on a thigh-length black dress. When I'd rather be in shorts. Ugh. Standing alone isn't really working well for me, and all the unnecessary stairs are tiresome. I start returning to the parking lot because I'm not turning back because who knows me here. I continue walking, and I hear my name, this time louder. That voice. Jessica, wait up, he shouts. Jessica, wait up! And I hear him quicken his steps to almost a mini-jog. There is only one person who called me by my full name. I turn back and it's him! That frigging idiot has some nerve even uttering my name. Stan, is there a reason you are screaming my name for the whole of Victoria Island to hear? I say more calmly than I feel while walking towards my car and shuffling things in my clutch to get the goddamn keys. Jessica, I want to apologize for what happened. I, I stopped him before he continued to aggravate me. You apologize, Stan? You apologize? I lost every single thing I worked for. Every single thing. And you apologize? I'm facing my car now and praying to God that I will find my keys soon. At this point, I can feel my hands shaking, the tears welling up. You will not cry in front of this nincompoop. Jess! He didn't see you cry before and he won't now. I felt something cold. The key. Babe, are you okay? I've been searching everywhere for you. I thought you came to change your shoes. Oh my god, it's him. Of all the places and all the times to see him, I have to see him now? When I'm a mess. Jeff, hi. Yeah, I came to change my shoes and I... I stopped speaking as soon as I felt his hands on my waist and then the reassuring little squeeze. God, is there no end to my humiliation? He no doubt feels my tremors now. 